coming before you, our Savior. And Lord, I just declare in this place that the one to whom we've entrusted our souls is faithful to look after our bodies. The one to whom we have entrusted eternity is faithful to watch over our mortal lives. And right now we just speak against fear as it might come into this place or into our minds, as it might begin to even come out of our television sets or out of our radios. And we speak to that fear and we say, fear, you have no place here. You have no place in here. This is a group of people who are fearless because we have faith in God. Lord, would you come to our lives and drive out fear and replace it with trust? And I just want to encourage you today. When Jesus uh, ascended, when he left his disciples, this is what he told them. He says, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. And see, that's the, that's the thing of it. He's given it to us, but have we accepted it? He's put it out for us, but have we taken it into our hearts? Have we taken his peace seriously? So I just want to encourage you in your own heart, in your own space, in your own way. Take a moment as we come before God and just say, Lord, I, I receive your peace. God, I, I open my heart up to your peace. Lord, I set aside my anxiety. I set aside my worry, and I accept your peace into my heart. Lord, would you come? Come even now, Father. Bring your spirit and the, the reassurance that you have us in the palm of your hand, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise, Lord, because you have our trust, and we have faith in you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you have a seat? Praise God. Have a seat. Well, we have a, a special speaker with us this morning. Thanks, guys. He's going to come and just give us a brief, give us some brief encouraging words. So, um, last couple of weeks, I have uh, I've been uh, reminiscing my, my life my experiences and several ordeals that I, I went through from my childhood. And uh, I'm just going to mention a few of those, uh, my story. I remember uh, in the 70s in Uganda, I wasn't born yet, we had a, a dictator who was a Muslim. And he... Uh, he was attempting to make Islam a national religion. So he was trying to shut down Christianity and others. And he did so. There was a lot of killings of bishops and uh, men of God. And so the church went underground. There was uh, vast persecution. Uh, the church was stronger then. Uh, people prayed a lot and witnessed and formed strong communities. Then in the 80s, I was a little boy. Uh, we went through several wars and uh, military coups and uh, rebel activities and famine. 
that devastated most of the sub-Saharan Africa, Uganda included. And I remember that famine very well. I remember we could barely afford one meal a day. I remember we didn't have salt, there was no sugar, there was a lot of black marketing going on. I remember the borders were closed because the wars were also, there was a lot of uh, turmoil. And I remember Some of the kids I played with in the village, they were victims of that famine and they died. Yeah. But I remember we came out of it. I remember America stood with us. Uh, they sent a lot of yellow posho and mackerel tinned. Uh, fish. <laughs> I remember the yellow portion. And uh, rice. And so that was a global uh, strength that helped us come out of that problem as well. So my sermon this morning is going to uh, center around that. And so um, let's take our first reading in the book of uh, 2 Kings. Let's start reading from verse 1. Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about this time tomorrow. A seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two shears of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer of, uh, on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? And uh, uh, the man of God said, you will see it with your own eye, answered Elisha, but you will not eat of it. From verse 3. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They say to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we will go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. They had nothing to lose, didn't they? Verse 5. At dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and, and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look! The king of Israel had hired the Hittites and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dust and abandoned their tents and their horses and their donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents and ate and drank 
Then they took silver, gold, and clothes and went off and, and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. Oh, these lepers were desperate. <laughs> and then they say to each other, what we are doing is not right, guys. This is a day of good news. And we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will, will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. I'll leave you to read the rest of the... <laughs> I love these guys. I love the realization in chapter 9. What we are doing is not right. And then I was thinking about what some people are doing in the big stores, trampling on other people over toilet paper. <laughs> this was a desperate time. This was a desperate time. And in the same way, we are faced with unprecedented crisis now globally. It is real. And people are panicking. The crisis of the coronavirus, personal, I didn't expect I could see something like this happening at a global scale. But we are seeing it happening. But we are also going to come out of it together. Because I know that God is aware about it. He's not sleeping. So in this story, the people were dying in the city because the city was under siege. They could not come out. But then you see a miracle coming from these four lepers. You know, lepers in, that, in those ancient times, they were outcasts. They were not accepted to mingle in the community. So they were outside the gate. And so they were going to die there. But then the Lord chooses to use these lepers to bring salvation to the city. You see, the blessings of God, the good things sometimes, the Lord causes them to come from very unpromising materials, very unpopular sources, like the lepers. Those miracles happen in ways that we don't see coming. But God knows that. He always provides an escape route. He makes a way where there is no way. This we know to be true. This each one of you here individually, you have gone through times. And the Lord made a way for you. God will send help. So we must believe in the Lord. We must believe in his word. Joseph said, believe in the Lord your God and believe in his prophets. Believe in the message of God. So Moses also gets stuck with a bunch of people he had delivered from Egypt. He got stuck at the Red Sea. There was no way to turn back because the Egyptians were charging against them. And there was no way forward because there was the Red Sea. And people were desperate. They turned to Moses, their leader. They blamed him and his God. And they shouted him down. They cursed him. Why did you bring us here to die? 
We would have preferred dying in Egypt because there are graves there. See, now they, they prefer dying and be buried than to die in the wilderness. Why did you bring us here? Rumbling, blaming, because they were gripped by fear and they were panicking. In times like these, people say things. People turn and blame someone. They find something to blame, someone to blame. We are not going to do that. We will turn to God. Because our salvation will come from the Lord. Not from the president or the governor or whoever. God can use them. But our salvation will come from the Lord. Let's not behave like these Israelites at the Red Sea. Moses, 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 Moses. It is not ideal to blame. The global community is, is in danger right now, yes. But it's not the time to blame politicians or leaders. We must support them with prayers and ideas, not cause them more stress. <laughs> because they're also... They're also feeling what we're feeling, right? But then you see, the Lord tells Moses, lift up your staff over the Red Sea, and I will part the sea into two. That's what happened. A miracle. A miracle. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want to run through some four practical points here. Things you must try to do. Things I must try to do. Number one, watch and pray. If there was any time like the pastor was saying here that we should pray more, it is now. Watch and pray. The Bible says in Chronicles 7.14 that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. It is the time to pray. Prayer meetings in small groups must not stop. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray alone. When things are getting over your head, just lock yourself in a closet and pray. Okay? Pray for the loved ones. Pray for those who are already infected by virus that the Lord will get them out of it. They will come out of it. We have Good reports of a lot of people who have survived it. And healing can only come from God. So pray around that. And also, don't let this get into your head so much. Do you know that right now, just in one day, there are millions of children dying of starvation, dropping dead, millions. Like a hundred times more than everyone who has died so far of coronavirus. It's a reality. But nobody talks about that. That one is not on the news. Because this virus is impacting all of us. This virus is in common. We share it in common with the poor, with the rich, with the global economy. This is the reality. But poverty, starvation, not everyone shares it. 
And you can hear that from me because I've been through that. I've been through all of that. Number two, filter the information intake. Don't just open every news channels, every Facebook. There are now conspiracy theorists beginning to say all kinds of stuff. Don't be susceptible to that. Find one good source of information. Keep yourself updated once in a while. Once in a day if you can't help it. But the Bible must keep open in front of you. So filter that. And then ask yourself, whose report will you believe? Will you believe the report of the Lord? Yes, we must believe the report of the Lord. What God says is what matters right now. Not what everyone is saying. Number two, keep praising. Keep praising. That's, (laughs) you know, praise and thanksgiving keeps away fear and anxiety. And there's also something supernatural about praising, you know. You remember those guys who were marching around the walls of Jericho? They were just praising and singing and praising, and the wall came tumbling down. And Paul and Silas, I love the story, chained, shackled up in prison. And they were just singing, praising God at midnight. You know? And the chains came off. It was earthquake, and they were free. <laughs> Isn't that there's some power in praising? Josephus, the king, instead of sending the armies, he sent a group of singers, a band of singers ahead of the army. They were praising, they were praising God. And then the, the soldiers, the allies, the enemies, started fighting themselves and killed themselves, and there was none left. So there's something about praising. I remember when I was lying in the hospital uh, after an accident. I chose to be positive and thankful and praising God every day. And I brought my deliverance, my healing. A lot of people thought I was going to die. And, but I, I came out, no one could believe it. Eight hours without pals or anything, I was gone. And then I just, I just woke up. So there's power in staying positive and thankful. Stay positive and thankful. It's rewarding. Find some things to, to, to be grateful for. And you'll be surprised that you're actually blessed more than you can imagine. You're blessed. So thank God for that. And that will keep the fear, all these anxieties going on, will keep it away. And that will maintain your hope. The title of our sermon is Maintain Hope. Maintain your hope in uncertain, during uncertain times, times like this. But don't lose hope. The Bible says hope must remain. Let hope remain. Nurture it, nourish it every day, and sustain it. By reading, by praising, by praying. Number four, we must work together. 
Do good to others. Be kind. <laughs> you know. We must remember uh, to look after one another. Not just even family, but the community. Let's learn from the four lepers. Okay? They said, oh, guys, what we're doing is wrong. Let's go back to the city. Let's go back to the city. Share. There are people who cannot, if, if we get a lockdown here, there are people who cannot even have food to sustain, sustain them for a week. They'll run out of food, right? That's when we must give them food. So remember, pray with them. Pray for them. Someone depends on your kindness, and we should never re, uh, forget that uh, uh, when we go down, we go down together. Yeah. When, when we win, we also win together yeah. as a community. <laughs> like this virus, really, if we go down, we will go down. <laughs> but we're not going to go down. No. Okay, the last point is, uh, is the difficult one. Waiting patiently. Some people wait patiently. Some wait very impatiently. But under all means, you must wait. Wait for the salvation of the Lord. King David said in Psalm 62 that I wait patiently for the Lord. I depend on him alone. It's not easy to wait, especially in this day and age when we want Instant answers. We want it just like that. We have been so spoiled <laughs> that we can't wait. <laughs> but when it comes to matters that we don't have control over, we learn to wait. We must humble ourselves enough and look up to the one who, who is in control, to God. And it goes without saying that God is very much in control of circumstances like this, and that uh, he, he loves his children. He loves you. He loves his work. So you wait. What, we, what are we waiting for right now? We're waiting for, for, for this uh, virus to go away. We're waiting for the vaccine. We're waiting for, for some, some sort of miracle to happen. And that miracle will come. And God will save his people. Brothers and sisters, maintain your hope and keep your faith. Don't let fear grip you. And finally, fellowship is now under threat. Fellowship, uh, I know the government has issued, said, okay, people should maintain the distance. I understand that. But do not let that lock you in a corner by yourself. Reach out to someone. Because when you, when you separate yourself and you just with the Facebook and with the TV in a room in a corner, that's not very, very healthy for you. So reach out, even if it means calling people, FaceTiming people. We will continue with fellowship here in church. We have prayer meetings going on here. So let fellowship continue. You know why the Bible says, make it your habit to fellowship, especially as the end draws near.
These are uncertain times. So don't be alone. And you're not alone. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Thank you, Edward. Yes. Thank you. I needed to hear that word. How many of you guys needed to hear that word today? Yes, that was good. We'll spend a few minutes in prayer, then I'll close us. Lord, we come before you, and we come before you knowing that you are the God of this universe. And we thank you, Lord, through this word that Edward has given us. We will remain focused on you. God, we are going to remain in prayer. We're going to keep praising you, Lord. We're going to keep turning our eyes towards you. We thank you, God, for that encouragement. Lord, remind us, remind us, remind us that you have watched over eternity and that you have seen things come and go. You've seen plagues come and plagues go, wars come and wars go, and you have remained the same, and you have always brought us through these things. So we look to you as our leader, and we say, God, continue to lead us out of these things. And Lord, would you move among us now and hear our prayers as we lift up. Yes, Lord. God, we lift up these things to you. Lord, in your word it says that you hear us. And that you, uh, your ears are not stopped up against those who call out to you. So we call out to you this morning, Lord. And I pray especially for those who are vulnerable, as has been prayed, God. For those who are elderly, for those who are already sick, God, would you protect them? Lord, we pray also for those who, uh, because of criminal status or documentation status, uh, that they're much less likely to go to the doctor if they become sick. Lord, so would you protect them especially, God. Uh, protect those among us who are vulnerable. Yes, Lord, the homeless, uh, those who are out, not sheltered adequately. God, would you protect them. And we pray for also special wisdom for our government, God, for the health officials. Lord, that you would give them uh, insight, God, that you would give them uh, clarity of thought. Lord, that their actions and that their statements would be uh, directed by you, God. And we pray that you would... Uh, use this as an opportunity to turn us towards you more and more as a people, not just as a nation, because this is a global thing, as a people, as humans. Lord, let this be a moment where we turn more and more towards you. Um, So be with us, God. Encourage us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we can go out and do your work. Now, brothers and sisters, may you be blessed in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, knowing that your life is secure in him, knowing that your salvation is held together by the precious blood of Jesus, knowing that your life can be entrusted to him who is trustworthy. Go in peace. Go in grace. Go in a freedom from worry and anxiety. Go in strength. In the name of Jesus, amen.